Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. The United States continues to lag in terms of the representation of women in government. As of June 2020, we ranked 81st out of 193 countries. But one perhaps unlikely town became known for unprecedented progressiveness a century ago, Jackson, Wyoming. In May of 1920, yes, three months before the 19th Amendment nationally recognized women's right to even vote, an all-female ticket nicknamed the Petticoat Rulers established order in this Wild West town. Wyoming was ahead of its time in terms of women's suffrage. Back in 1869, it had been the first territory or state in the Union to pass a law guaranteeing women the right to vote. We spoke via email with Morgan Albertson Yawen, executive director of the Jackson Hole Historical Society and Museum. She said, This may be a bit dramatic, but I often say that Jackson could have very easily faded into the landscape in the early 20th century if not for these women. This was a rugged place and incredibly difficult to settle. While Jackson had a strong community where everyone helped each other out, there was very little emphasis on government and civic responsibility. It may be tough to believe that an all-female government could have ruled a small town in early 20th century America when sexism still remains a major barrier in modern politics. But on May 11, 1920, Jackson elected Grace Miller as mayor and Rose Crabtree, Mae Deloney, Faustinia Haidt, and Genevieve Von Vleck as council members. The five women claimed victory over an all-male roster, and Crabtree even beat out her husband, Henry, for the position. This landmark win was no accident either. The election drew the most voters the town had seen at that point. And in many cases, the women dominated their male opponents by a margin of two to one. While towns in Kansas and Utah had already elected all-female town councils in 1888 and 1912, respectively, this election was a major turning point. Yawen said, The all-women town council of 1920 stepped up and shaped the town into the place we know and love today. They graded the streets, they expanded electrical service and installed street lamps, they established the first town cemetery, and built the town's budget to be able to continue serving community members. According to a 1922 article from the Delineator magazine, there was only $200 in town coffers when the women took office due to uncollected fines and taxes. As the article states, they went out personally and collected every cent due to the town from those who ignored the notices. Before the end of a fortnight, there was $2,000 in the treasury. Things didn't necessarily all start out with a flash and bang, though. Yawen said, a funny story. I'd always heard that the all-women town council had formalized the town square. And until recently, I assumed that meant creating the park-like square we see today. But what it actually meant was that these councilmen, as they called themselves in official town documents, simply prohibited the grazing of cattle on the town square. You have to start somewhere. As for what inspired the women to effect lasting change, Yawen says their methods and motives were rather simple. She quoted Mayor Grace Miller from an interview in 1922. We simply tried to work together. We put into practice the same thrifty principles we exercise in our own homes. We wanted a clean, well-kept, progressive town in which to raise our families. What is good government but a breathing space for good citizenship? While the so-called petticoat rulers successfully established a lasting legacy, Yawen cautions that celebrating their history simply isn't enough. She said, the story of the all-women town council is incredible and certainly something to celebrate and be proud of for the town. 
Jackson Hole has many stories of powerful women, and generally, our history is one of inclusivity, adaptability, and ingenuity. Everyone had to pull their weight and be open-minded in order to survive. However, it's still important to look at the big picture and use history as something to learn from and not just celebrate. Jackson did not see another woman in an elected position until the 1980s. The all-woman town council was necessary and successful, but unfortunately did not create a new normal, and Jackson was not immune to the times. But it is exciting and encouraging to see more diversity in our local government, including women in all levels of elected positions. The women of 1920 still serve as encouraging role models. For anyone in Wyoming, a visit to the Jackson Hole Historical Society and Museum can offer plenty of additional insights into the legend of these women of the Wild West. The museum houses a number of historical documents and photographs of the women, and information about their time in office, as well as Mayor Grace Miller's side saddle and the black coat she can be seen wearing in most photos. They also have a number of exhibits online, and you can do further research through their Stan Klassen Research Center. Today's episode was written by Michelle Konstantinovsky and produced by Tyler Klang. For more on this and lots of other inclusive topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.